Circular Views, podcast series on circular economy by WBCSD. Hello and welcome to Circular Views. My name is Brendan Edgerton and I'll be your host for this series of podcasts. On today's podcast, we focus on a topic that got a lot of public attention in the last couple of years, plastics and packaging. In particular, we'll discuss what are some of the key actions taken by pioneering companies in transitioning to a circular economy. We'll be discussing how circular strategies can be applied to the plastics and packaging industry and how companies are making the circular economy a reality. WBCSD's Circular Plastics and Packaging Project is a relatively new initiative launched in January 2021. As a global cross-value chain coalition, it aims to help businesses accelerate solutions to making plastics and packaging circular and sustainable. It brings together 25 companies and organizations from a diverse range of sectors along the value chain. Today, we're privileged to have two members of the project from the packaging value chain to share their perspectives. Bettina Siguko, Lead Circular Plastics Economy Program at Clarion, and Jenny Vosner, Vice President Sustainability at Trivium Packaging. Welcome to you both. To kick off the discussion, I have a question for you, Bettina. In your view, you know, why is the transition to a circular packaging industry most needed? Yeah, thank you, Brandon. Let me start uh, first that plastic is a very fascinating material, which is now part of our everyday lives. And plastic packaging is a very good example of this. We all enjoy the advantages of plastic packaging, which allows us to store and transport, for example, food, but also chemicals safely and very efficiently. And we actively support the vision of a more circular economy where the values of the products and materials and resources is maintained in the economy for as long as possible. The generation of waste needs to be minimized. And as part of this is that we believe plastic waste does not belong in oceans, rivers, or anywhere in the environment. And there's one more aspect. Today's packaging is mainly produced from virgin polymers, relying on fossil-based raw materials. And transitioning towards a circular economy will help us not only to save resources, but also to contribute to a low-carbon economy. Thanks, Bettina. Appreciate that. Now, and now, turning to you, Jenny, you know, why does Trivium see the transition towards circular packaging as essential? Yeah, so Trivium is a new company, and therefore I would like first to briefly introduce us. So we are a metal packaging solution provider with sustainability right from the start in our DNA. So we focus on infinitely recyclable materials, environmental, environmentally conscious facilities, and value-driven innovations. Now, when I refer to your question, I always think of the following sentence, and that is the signs are all around us and our earth is changing. So our packaging world is changing too. And the world, I always say to my kids, the world did not stop after one circle. So our materials should be used over and over again as well. Now, despite all efforts around pledges and commitments, it's clear that success in decarbonization can only truly materialize if we transition to a circular economy. A circular economies replace the outdated take, make and dispose logic with closed loops that uh, maintain material value over multiple cycles. Circular economies stimulate the value creation and econo- economic resilience, and they deliver uh, more jobs, growth and reduce the risk uh, linked to climate change and biodiversity losses. 
Now, on our journey towards circularity at Trivium, we already have a great starting point with infinitely recyclable materials. Steel and aluminium used in our packaging represent the pinnacle of recyclability. These materials are currently infinitely recyclable, and that means that packaging can be recycled over and over again uh, without loss of quality. So just a, a simple fact is, uh, did you know that 80% uh, of all the metal that's ever made is still in use today? So, and that is why we focus on metal packaging solutions. And we uh, come from the understanding that our material should protect, promote, and preserve. Thank you, Jenny. I, I really like that analogy of uh, the earth cycling more than once. And so uh, we should be using that thinking more in our economy and how we're using materials. So Bettina, uh, as you mentioned, you're, you're here representing Clarion, one of the world's leading specialty chemical companies. As a chemical producer, what is your biggest challenge with regards to plastic circularity in the industry? As challenges vary per type of plastic, um, but we are anyhow committed to address the obstacles um, that are hampering a higher circularity of the products in line with the waste hierarchy principles. So reduce, reuse and recycle. And specialty chemicals can be a key enabler and contribute to an innovative and sustainable plastic industry in this. The challenge for packaging from the perspective of the chemical industry is really driven by safety, which is for us first priority. And safety covers people, neighborhood and environment. And so the requirements for packaging are therefore very high, ensuring that no contamination of our products as well as a stability for the safe transportation and storage is given. So this requires a high standard on the recycling of the plastic packaging, generating a high quality recycled polymers in the very reliable reproduction. So with plastic waste being a, ver a varying feedstock, potentially being contaminated with traces of chemicals, it is first of all a challenge for the industry to produce and provide recycled polymers in the required quality. And additionally, then the containers produced from re the recycled polymers need to pass the required approvals and certificates before they can be used in our industry. Hmm. So a, a number of challenges to tackle, and I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll come to this a bit more in a moment. Uh, Jenny, you have spent most of your career actually in the plastics industry. And in, you know, as you mentioned, you work now for Trivium Packaging, a metal packaging company. In your view, what are some of the biggest challenges you face in transitioning to circularity for your business? Yeah, so I would like to address uh, two main challenges, and that's the technological boundaries and also consumer perceptions. So when we look at the first one, one of the main challenges that we face today is that uh, packaging requires high-grade uh, quality input. So for, in our case, then high-grade aluminium and steel. And that can be difficult to get hold of because the recyclers are not always able to separate these grades from other materials in the waste streams. So uh, also what is a fact is that the global demand for metal is currently still higher than the available uh, recycled volumes. But of course, we are taking active measures uh, to change that. So around the world, we're partnering with recyclers and suppliers who have access to post-consumer waste and have the technology to efficiently separate high-grade metals. Our objective is then also to become the partner of choice for quality sustainable packaging. And that means that balancing the technological requirements necessary to ensure product quality 
functionality and safety with the continuous pursuit of greater recycled content into our materials. So this is a balance that we have to strike uh, day by day. Now, when we look at the consumer perceptions, uh, every year we do a, a research and that's called the Buying Green Report. And this is a survey with more than 15,000 end consumers globally uh, that we conduct uh, in partnership with the Boston Consulting Group. And uh, this research has shown that consumers tend to overestimate the recyclability of specific packaging materials that are uh, in reality extremely challenging to recycle, such as uh, liquid cartons or certain types of plastics, and underestimate the inherently uh, more circular options, such as metal, which are infinitely recyclable. So our research findings provide clear call to action for brands as well as local and national authorities who are eager to spearhead uh, the move towards circularity. By promoting sustainable packaging starts with objectively clarifying and communicating the differences in recyclability and recycling rates of packaging materials. Uh, so uh, you touched on two quite uh, challenging barriers uh, there as well on uh, the technical side as well as consumer behavior. Uh, and you touched on a, a bit on how you're beginning to address those. Um, but, you know, for Trivium, where did you identify where to start uh, in addressing some of these barriers and challenges? So at Trivium, we're in the understanding that sustainability cannot be driven by only one company. It has to be driven throughout the full supply chain and throughout the entire organization. So for the technical part, a good example of our am ambitious multi-stakeholder collaboration come from our uh, one of our locations in Argentina. And there we teamed up with a local uh, impact organization uh, and uh, they're called uh, Creando Consentia. And uh, they have their members of the local community to go out and collect waste materials. And then uh, they are collecting that, come back to our locations, and then we make new uh, uh, packaging materials out of that. So this is a, a clear closed loop uh, recycling initiative, also supporting the local uh, environment that we're operating in. So this kind of collaboration, we reduce actually then uh, directly also uh, the demand for virgin materials, but also cut carbon emission, because as soon as you use recycled aluminium in our processes, you only uh, need about 5% of the energy that you use when you uh, would use virgin materials. So there is a direct environmental impact, but also we empower the, uh, empower then the civil society to take impact into climate action. So, and around the raising awareness. So we believe that contributing to a circular economy by sharing timely and insightful uh, research with customers and end consumers, we help them then to make more informed sustainability purchasing choices. Uh, and that's why we published this bespoke research, uh, but also other researches like our holistic uh, life cycle assessment, which is also on our website available, or studies uh, around uh, other consumer behaviors. Yeah, so I think it's important that we balance the communication and share the knowledge so that others can take this knowledge as well and bring it to the next level and help us develop the material packaging solutions for the future. That's great. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, and then, Bettina, I told you we'd come back on some of these barriers. I mean, how did uh, Clarion figure out where to start uh, in addressing those? 
Yeah, so actually uh, quite similar to what Jenny was saying. Yeah, For us, really, collaboration and transparency are the key aspects to start with. So by sharing really the biggest challenges, uh, ideas can be developed then for the whole industry. And this helps not only to identify then actionable solutions, but also delivers the required scale to drive then change in the value chain. Thank you, Bettina. You're working with other WBCSD members on a very specific topic, a transition roadmap to circularity for the business-to-business chemical sector. Can you tell us a little bit more about this project and what you hope to see emerge? Yeah, sure. So we're working together with project members from different sectors in the chemical industry. So it's from uh, specialty chemicals to agrochemicals and fragrance and uh, flavors industry. And together we are developing a roadmap how packaging used in the chemical industry can become more circular. So in the first phase of the project, we have analyzed what are the similarities in our different segments regarding the packaging types, the challenges, and also best practice. And we have seen that there are already first models existing, offering reuse and recycling options. And now in the second phase, we are identifying the gaps uh, within the value chain and at which points of the value change can support circularity. So which requirements are necessary and by whom to close the loop. And it also requires to identify where transparency within the value chain is needed to make circularity happen, but also to measure and prove then the progress. And as an outcome, uh, we're aiming to developing really clear measures how in our industry change can be driven and to create circularity and uh, uh, of the industrial packaging. And I think the, the more actionable the guidelines and recommendations are, the faster the change can be taken up by a critical mass of industry peers, which is really important. And the aim is to show then success of this project re- by, by really moving the needle for circularity of the B2B packaging. Thank you, uh, Bettina. I love the practicality of this work stream uh, and really looking forward to seeing what's coming out of it as well. You know, I guess staying with you for a second more, uh, you know, what could the circular transition look like for B2B chemical packaging? So I expect that packaging in future will be seen no longer only as an auxiliary to transport our products, yeah, but as an integral part of the industry product solutions. So this will also create then a closer partnership between the supplier and the customer, which goes beyond the delivery of the sold goods. I think we will see refill options where packaging will be sent back to suppliers to be reused or reconditioned. And packaging waste will be collected, considering it to be the raw material for new containers or bags. And we will see closed loop models as well as industry-wide collection and recycling. And with the chemical industry having a global network across the value chain, we will have the opportunity to really establish these solutions globally, like a seed growing and reaching out its root, embracing the world. Thanks, Bettina. Uh, So staying within the the circular plastic and packaging project, but moving to a different work stream, Jenny, you're heavily involved in the development of an overarching framework for packaging environmental assessment. How would this holistic approach help your business? Yeah, so currently there are several frameworks already available to measure the sustainability credentials of a package. But these uh, frameworks and tools are made normally with the best intentions, 
But the, uh, also to make it more practical, they tend to focus on only a few sustainability aspects. Now let's have a look at uh, life cycle assessments, for example. Uh, I'm asked many times by our customers for a life cycle assessment review of our materials, but I also always have to uh, present them to our customers that a life cycle assessment also has its limitations. Uh, first of all, most life cycle assessments are cradle to grave, and that means that it takes into account the sourcing of the raw materials, the production of the package and the use and the disposal phase. However, it does not take into account that certain materials can be recycled infinitely, so over and over again. Therefore, we have to define ways together to add circularity to these standard LCAs. Uh, like, just remember, we only have this one planet, and therefore we should reuse our resources and not destroy them after only one single use. Now, let's look at then the recycling rates. The recycling rates are normally part of a standard LCA. Uh, however, you have to be very careful with the data. There's a significant difference between the collection for recycling and the actual recycling rates. As many materials still get lost in the recycling process due to incorrect sorting or quality constraints. And then what about the debris as well, the material that's not even collected for recycling? Where does it end up? Is it incinerated or is it landfilled? And what is the direct and indirect environmental effect of this debris? Those are questions that we have to answer to define the full environmental impact of a package. And that's not always taken into account in an LCA. Finally, another very important uh, focus area is food waste. And food waste is a global issue. It has a wide-reaching social, economic, and environmental impact. And if only 25% of all the food that's currently lost or wasted was safe, it would be enough to feed 870 million people. Now, and research has shown that extending the shelf life of food would help significantly to reduce the amount of unnecessary food waste. And now metal packaging can protect uh, food products up to five years at ambient temperatures. And this creates the opportunity to reach more people and save valuable nutrition uh, for an extended period of time. Now, if we would therefore only use the LCA, we might uh, make packaging decisions that look uh, on paper very sustainable, but in reality uh, are actually not that sustainable because other important factors are not taken into account. And that made me excited about the possibility to work together with the World Business Council of Sustainable Developments to create this overarching circular sustainability assessment. The assessment is planned to have, uh, uh, yeah, to be a guide for, uh, for companies to make decisions beyond the standard LCA. And uh, this supports then as well the trivium focus of recyclability and reducing food waste. Fantastic. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, okay, one more question for each of you. What would you say are the top recommendations you would share with peer companies starting their circular transition? Bettina, let's start with you. Yeah, I would say driving circularity cannot be achieved by one company alone. It really requires partnerships and collaboration. Um, I often hear collaboration with several partners adds complexity. And indeed, in the beginning, it requires more alignment. But finally, it is really rewarded by a faster and amplified solution development. Products and business models developed in collaboration ideally already fit to all steps in the life cycle of products. And in transitioning to circularity, it will therefore be very crucial to consider collaboration with several industry partners, not as a burden, but as a valuable and, uh, and helpful. 
And this is true for product development as well as fundamental changes as we are seeking this in the packaging project with uh, WBCSD. So I have uh, three recommendations. The first one is create clarity. So our uh, Global Buying Green report also showed that 67% uh, of the consumers find recyclability of the package important. But then when we look at the perceived recycling rates and the actual recycling rates, there is uh, a significant mismatch. So for example, the perception of recycling rates of metal is lower than the actual global recycling rates. And for other substrates uh, in the research that were glass, liquid cartons and plastics, it was the other way around. Uh, and we think this could be driven uh, by the fact that consumers are confused. For example, currently there are over 450 environmental labels uh, in use in more than uh, 190 countries, uh, over 25 uh, business sectors. And that's causing co consumers to often misunderstand, overlook and potentially even mistrust the sustainability credentials of eco-friendly products. Uh, so, and therefore it's evident that uh, consumer perception of packaging materials are influenced by, by, very, by a variety of factors. But the goal of the industry should be to move uh, closer to true material circularity, more fact-based information on recycling rates and best practices, along with clearer labels and potentially even less labels uh, that really guide our end consumers towards making decisions that are truly more sustainable. The second advice I have is test new possibilities. So we do not yet know what the future will bring, but we know that the way we live now is not going to be sustainable for a very long time. So we have to change. And this change can be scary uh, as we do not yet know what the future will bring. By setting ambitious targets, we can drive ourselves beyond what we think what's possible today. But change can also be fun as we experience uh, a broader uh, and broadening our horizons, we find solutions where we did not even know that were, uh, were possible yesterday. So by open dialogues and trustful collaboration in the supply chain, we create what I always call the sustainability playground of the future, where success is celebrated and failures are seen as great learning opportunities. So we have to have that trust in the supply chain to really drive a sustainable test and to drive sustainable uh, future settings. The last uh, advice I have is just very simple. Question everything. Finally, uh, do not take recycling for granted, for example. Let's start next time when you have to deposit the package. Think about how to recycle this material properly. And just imagine the life of the material afterwards. Your uh, material packaging can come back in many different shapes. I always call it the shapeshifter of the packaging world. Uh, will this material become a new bike? Will it become a bridge or maybe a rocket to Mars? If you think of that, what will, what will this material bring in the future? Uh, that is exciting. And that is something we can work on all together throughout the whole packaging industry. Wonderful. Well, I think you found WBCSD's new slogan in the sustainability playground. I really like it. Uh, but uh, Bettina, Jenny, thank you both for sharing your practical insights on how we can make the plastic and packaging industry more circular. Uh, we also appreciate your reflections on your active participation in the Circular Plastics and Packaging Project. That's all the time we have for today. 
I encourage all our listeners to visit the WBCFC website where you can find more about the work areas in which our speakers are involved as part of the Circular Plastics and Packaging Project. And don't forget to subscribe to Circular Views Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. We look forward to you joining us again next time. Thank <laughs> you.